All right. Uh, good afternoon again. Good to see you guys. Um, we're going through a series that we started at the beginning of this year called All Things New. And uh, we had talked about a few different things. So we talked about how the first Sunday of the year, we talked about New Year's resolutions, right? And if you remember that, how about how we often try to make New Year's resolutions, but then we kind of like peter out, right? We kind of lose steam. And I talked about how the more effective way to have New Year's resolutions is to have a New Year's resolution mindset that every day is a new day, that every day that we can start again. So every day we have this New Year's resolution kind of mindset. Then we talked about how if we want to have new things in our life, we need to do things different. That we can't expect to experience things differently by doing the same thing over and over again. So we talked about repentance and about having a changing of mind. We talked about that word metanoia and how we have a new mindset. That we won't need to think differently about things. We need to hear from the Lord about how to think differently about things in our life. If we keep doing the things the same and we keep thinking the same way, we're always going to experience the same thing. Right? That shouldn't surprise us that that's what happens. And so if we want a new year, a new beginning, and a new experience, that's what it takes. It takes for us to think new. And so we started what we called a repentance challenge. And so I wanted to encourage you, uh, even if you haven't been doing that, to start, start again, start today. To start each day and ask the Lord the question, what is it that you want me to change? What is it that I've been doing that has not been good? It's like taking out the trash. Like, what do I want to get rid of? What does the Lord want to get rid of so I could be more free, so that I could hear from him, so he could give me other things in exchange? When the trash is all filling up our house and on the inside, he has no room to put new things in. We need to take out the trash. We need to have repentance. We need to have time where we can give that up to the Lord for him to give us and to cleanse us and for him for us to receive again. So those are kind of leading up to today. We talked about having all things new. So today we're going to look at another aspects of all things new and we're going to talk about seizing the day. Seizing the day. Okay, this is from Psalm 90, verse 12. Let's read that. Psalm 90, verse 12 says, So teach us to number our days that we may present to you a heart of wisdom. Okay, so here the psalmist is having a prayer and asking the Lord, Teach us. Okay, so when he says teach us, that means we need to learn how to do this. Okay, it's not inherent in us. Okay, it's easy for us to lose sight of this. So the psalmist is saying, you need to teach us. Teach us how to number our days. To number our days. Okay, so I, I think I might have shared this uh, story in the past, but it came to mind when I looked at this verse again. And I remember uh, a pastor that had given this kind of message. And this was way back when I was in college. This, this was quite a long time ago, but I still remember it. Right? And he talked to us about how he would practice this verse, how he would number his days. And at the time when I heard it, it sounded kind of morbid to me. So like he would have this journal, right? And then I don't know what number he worked off, but like some average amount of like days that he have if you live for like 80 years, for example, something like that. Um, he would keep a journal account and he'd cross out every day, right? He'd have this many days and every day he'd cross it out. And I was like, ooh, that sounds kind of morbid, right? <laughs> like this countdown to like death or whatever, he'd cross it out. But 
as I was recalling and, and meditating on this verse, that came to mind about how that was important. And the reason he did it that, because it brought a sense of urgency. We don't know the number of our days. No, none of us do. We don't know how long we're going to live, how many days we have on earth. So he, he did that to say, I want to make the most of every day. And that's what I want to talk about today. If we want to experience all things new, we need to value today. We need to value each day. Don't let today pass without engaging and without doing the things that the Lord wants us to do. Don't be in this kind of uh, passive posture, which is really what I think has characterized the past two years. It's been a lot of waiting, right? From the very beginning, March 2020, when uh, we were started the first lockdown, there's been a lot of waiting. Waiting for this to be over. Waiting for this to pass. Waiting for things to open. Waiting for this mandate or waiting for this facility or waiting for this to happen at work or waiting for this. And it's been a lot of waiting, right? And it's been very passive. And I don't think it's been good for us. I don't think this posture for sitting in it so long has been good for us. This constant sitting of waiting and being passive instead of being active. And one of the things I really sense from the Lord about this whole aspect of numbering our days and valuing each day is, don't wait anymore. If we want this new year to be a new year, don't wait. Don't wait for the pandemic to be finally finished. Don't wait for the government to do this or that. Don't wait for things to come along. Don't wait any longer. We need to seize today. Don't let the days keep passing for us to be passive. And, you know, there's some things that we do need to wait, you know. And I was just talking to someone this week about this and talking about patience and how hard it is to be patient, right, and to wait on things. But one of the things that I had mentioned to this person is we don't want to be passive waiters, right? And what I mean by that is there's some things you do need to wait for, some things you can't hurry, some things that you can't rush, you have no control over. There's some things in our life we don't know what's going to happen, and we have to wait. But while we're waiting, we can still be active about other things. We don't want things, because we have to wait for certain things, to handicap us, to make us feel like we're in prison, to make us feel like we can't act, to make us feel like we can't make choices, to make us feel like we can't do the things the Lord wants us to do. If we want to make all things new, if we want to experience a new life, a new year in 2022, we need to seize the day. We need to take advantage of today. We need to see, like, there's some things that we can't do, but there's some things that we can. And this is where our focus needs to be. It needs to be focusing on the things the Lord is doing and not just the things he hasn't done yet. Let me say that again. Our focus needs to be on what the Lord is doing and not on what he hasn't done yet. And I think oftentimes that's where our focus is, on what he hasn't done yet. That's what our prayer life is about. Our prayer life is about things that he hasn't done yet. We keep thinking about the things that we need or we want or desire or the things that we're going through or the hunger, the things that the, we need the Lord to come in. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if that consumes our mindset and we're only thinking about the things that he hasn't done yet, what about the things he's doing today? We're missing it. We're missing what's happening now. We're missing what the Lord's doing today. We need to seek after that. We need to seek after today. Take a look at this chart here. Okay, I 
pulled up this chart, okay, and this is kind of surprising. Let's take a, take a look at this chart. I don't know if you can see all of it, but uh, this chart basically uh, takes an average lifespan. I think it's built off of 78 years, okay? So average lifespan of 78 years, and they broke down how we spend our time on average over those 78 years, okay? And then they accumulated them together, okay? So for example, you sleep, what, I don't know, six to eight hours a day, okay? If you add all of that up together, that adds up in a lifetime of 28.3 years of sleeping. 28.3 years of your 78 years of life on average are spent asleep, okay? Then we go around the circle. 10.5 years of working, okay? That seemed low to me, right? I thought it would be more than that, right? But on average, 10.5 years of working, okay? Nine years of like social things, like entertainment things, like TV, video games, social media, and all that stuff. Nine years. That's almost the same amount as we're working, right? Nine years of like electronics, social media, like movies, entertainment, nine years of that. Okay, then we keep going on and six, the next one's depressing, six years of doing chores? Really? Six years of my life is doing chores? That doesn't seem right, right? And then it keeps going on and on and on and on and on, okay? And we go down. And after we finish, what do we have left? Nine years. That was kind of sobering to me, right? When you add up all of the rest of the colors in the gray is what's left of your 78 years. Nine years. That seems so little to me, right? And maybe it's because it's spread out over 78 years, okay? It goes slower than that. It's just not nine continuous, right? But when you add them all together, we have on average nine years of time we can spend any way we want. Nine years. And so when I saw that, I just felt even more, just more sense of urgency, like we need to not wait. We need to start acting and responding. We need to start stepping out in faith. We need to start making the decisions about what the Lord has been speaking to us. There's some things the Lord has been talking to us for a long time about, and we haven't responded. But the Lord is saying, today is the day. Today is the day when we can respond, that we don't have to wait anymore that we can seize the day. We can make the most of every opportunity, every hour, every minute that God has given us on this earth. Because really, we don't know how many of those we have. This is built on 78 years. Am I going to live in 70 years? I don't know. Could be more, could be less. But what I do know is I have today. I have today. And the Lord is asking, what do you want to do with it? What do you want to do with today? So there's a lot of things the Lord can have you do on a day, but I'm just going to focus in on one. And I think it's the most important one. I think this is the most important thing that you can do with today or any day or every day, and that's to connect with the Lord. Look at this verse in Matthew 4.4. This is Jesus speaking, but he's, he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Okay, I love this passage because Jesus compares the word of God, our spending time in the word, or spending time in the Bible, with food. Okay, and I've told you before, food is like my love language, right? So everybody has a love language. Food is my love language, right? Through my stomach, 
I feel loved, right? So when I look at this, it really hits a chord with me when he says that being in the word is like eating food, right? Because we know what happens when we don't eat food, right? We get hangry, we get angry, right? We get impatient. That's true with me. It's funny, I remember um, when we took our family to SeaWorld, and we went to SeaWorld, and I don't know if they still have this, but they had this like dining pass, okay? So you can buy this all-day dining pass, which means you can go to any one of the different places, show your pass, and you can get whatever you want all day long, okay? And it was kind of expensive, but you know, we're on vacation, and so like, okay, let's, let's splurge and let's do this. We're gonna be here all day long, right? So we bought this dining pass, and so we'd go, and we'd walk around at different things, our attractions, and then, oh, I wanna go get a snack. So we get a snack, and then we go to another place, and then have lunch, and then go get another snack. And, another, and I don't know how many calories I had that day, but I was very happy all day. In fact, my children were very happy all day. In fact, that was probably the best experience we had in an amusement park because everybody was so happy because they were full, right? And they were enjoying the food. When we look at our time with God and we don't have it, I think it has an effect on us like when we don't have physical food. Physical food is a little bit easier, right? You're going throughout all the day. Let's say you're really busy. You woke up late. You didn't have breakfast. And then you're so busy with work, you skip lunch, right? And then it comes to the end of the day, and you're like, I'm so exhausted. So what comes to your mind? I need to eat, right? Immediately, that's our thought, right? When we don't eat all day, the immediate thought that comes into our mind, I need to eat. We know that when we're feeling dehydrated, when we're feeling dehydrated and we're feeling out of sorts like that, we're feeling lightheaded, we feel like we're going to pass out, what's the first thought that comes to mind? I need a drink. I need to drink some water. But the same thing that happens physically happens spiritually. When we're not receiving from the Lord and we're not connecting with him, we're also going to feel it. But then that's not the first thought that comes into mind. What comes into mind is like all the things that we're worried about, our stress about. That's the reason I'm feeling like this. That's the way I'm feeling so anxious. That's the reason I'm feeling so empty. That's the way I'm feeling I have no energy. I don't have any life. I don't feel any of those things. But really, what's the real cause of it? I think Matthew 4.4 really tells you the real root of it. It's because we're not spending enough time connecting with the Lord. Um, it's interesting because... About five or about six years ago, uh, I heard this message and it really changed me. It really changed my life. Okay, and I remember uh, this one pastor talking about how uh, he was giving this challenge about reading through the Bible. Okay, and I have to be honest with you, right? I'm not proud of it, but at that time, I was a pastor at that time, right? But when I heard that message, I had never read through the Bible from cover to cover in, sequ in sequence. I've read different parts. I've read the whole Bible, okay? So I've read the New Testament, Old Testament. I've read different books. I've read the whole Bible, but I had never gone from start to finish. I tried many times. I tried many times to go and start from finish, and, and I never made it all the way through, okay? And so he was challenging us to read through the Bible 100 times. That was the challenge, to read from start to finish 100 times. And I was just kind of calculating, like, how old I was, like how many more years I have, and I'm like, there's no way I can read through the Bible a hundred times, you know, from start, I haven't even done one time, okay? But then the Lord told me, that's okay, start with this, okay? So I started that year 
reading through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation that year. I've done it every year for the past six years. And I can tell you that has changed my life. Reading through the Bible every year has changed my life. Being in God's word, systematically going through, getting every single word and having the opportunity for the Lord to kind of plant that into your heart, into your mind, has changed my life. It's changed my life. And now it's just become part of my routine. It's become part of my life. I feel strange when I don't have that, right? And so when I look at that, that really is emphasized to me. And I remember before when I would not have that, right? And I would have these different thoughts like, okay, I know I should have it. I know I should read the Bible, especially as a pastor, right? I need to read the Bible, and I need to pray, and I need to have my quiet time. And so I would have those different thoughts, and it would really feel like a heavy weight to me, right? Where I felt very responsible and very guilty if I didn't do that. But something changed, right? And again, that's why I like this verse that describes it like eating. Like, eating is a pleasure to me. Like, I love food. I love eating, right? And that's what the Word of God has become to me now, too. I love the word. I love being there. Not because it's something to do, but it's because I get to meet God and I get to hear from him. It's interesting because we have different thoughts while we go through this, right? And different reasons why we don't have our time with God every day. And a lot of times it's because we're too busy, right? It's too busy. And we feel anxious to get started on our day. Okay, so as soon as I wake up in the morning, that's the first thing I do. Before I brush my teeth, before I do anything else, before I whatever, I do that. Because I know once I get started in my day, it's hard for me to go back. Okay, so I started out and protecting that time. Okay, but you have all these different thoughts while you're reading. Like, oh, I have to do this today, and I have to do this day. And like, you feel, start feeling anxious about it, and you have so many different things. And you feel like, okay, I need to hurry up and finish this so I can get to everything else. Right? And... You hate to feel like that. You feel guilty for feeling like that. But honestly, sometimes you feel like that. You think like that, right? Like, I need to hurry up and finish this so I can get to everything else. And we have this thinking that goes, if I start sooner, I can get more done. If I start sooner, I can get more done. I want to tell you that that is a lie. That's not true. That's not true. And what I've found for us this past six years is that time that I spend with the Lord in the morning is my most productive time of the day. And I tell the Lord all the time that. Whether, whether I'm reading the word, whether I'm praying, or I'm going on my prayer walks that I do every day, that is the most productive time. In fact, I tell the Lord that, right? To remind, he doesn't need reminding, I need reminding, to remind myself and speak that out loud. So when I'm on my prayer walk, I'm talking with the Lord. I say to the Lord, this is the most productive thing that I can do because God multiplies our time. God multiplies the things that we do. Look at this verse here. 2 Peter 3.8 But do not let this one fact escape your notice, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like one day. What does this really mean? To me, this means God is outside of time first. He's eternal. He's not bound by time. Okay? He doesn't experience time like we are. He's eternal. He's outside of time. 
Okay, which is kind of hard to wrap your mind around it because we live in time. We live according to our clock and our watches and our phones. But he's outside of time because that's the first thing. The second thing is he can accelerate. He says one year can be like a thousand years. You're telling me that if we get started 15 minutes earlier, 30 minutes earlier, and what we need to do today, that you can actually get more done? I don't think so. I don't think so. This is what we need. We need this in our day. We need what the Lord can bring and what we can't do. We need his acceleration and his power. We need 2 Peter 3.8 to happen in our lives where we're seeing things that would have taken us a thousand years can happen in one day because that's what the Lord can do. The Lord can redeem and seize every day if you give him an opportunity. For you to come and to engage God and to hear from him and to watch him move, you can experience 2 Peter 3.8. You can experience an acceleration in your life. Things that you've been waiting for and you're waiting for and you're waiting for because you're waiting for someone to do it. Or are you waiting for yourself to do it? No. You need to wait for God to do it because God can accelerate. A day is like a thousand years. A thousand years are like a day can be compressed into one day. That's how God is. He's not limited by time. He's not limited by our resources. He's not limited by energy or power. He's not. He's unlimited. He can do all of those things and more. So I want to tell you again, the time you invest in connecting to the Lord and hearing from him will be the most productive time you can do. I remember talking to, to Janet this week, and I had a, a meeting with him. We have a meeting each week where we talk about the message on Sunday, and she gets, chooses the songs, you know, in relation to kind of what's going on. And uh, we had a meeting set up for a certain time, and then that time came, and then she texted me. And she texted me and asked, oh, can we push our meeting back an hour? And I was like, sure, no problem. Right? So we pushed our meeting back an hour. Uh, then when we got on the call, she said, oh, yeah, thanks for pushing the meeting back I really felt like I needed more time with God. And I was like, yes, that is great. That's a great reason to push the meeting back. And I loved hearing that from Jeanette. I love that because that's at the heart of this is this is the most productive thing we can do. This is the most fruitful thing we can do. There's nothing we can do that's more fruitful than this. There's nothing we can do that's going to produce more life in us. There's nothing that we're going to do that's going to produce more energy, more power, more fruitfulness. Nothing. Nothing we can do. Look at this passage in Mark 4.20. uh, This is Jesus talking about the parable of the soils, and he goes over different soils and talking about our heart, uh, comparing that to be a soil, right? And then he talks about, at the end, Good soil, right? And look at what he says. He says, and those are the ones whom seed was sown on the good soil in our heart. And they hear the word and accept it and bear fruit. What kind of fruit? 30, 60, 100 fold. 30, 60, 100 fold. What does that mean? 30, 60, 100 fold. Well, if we're talking about returns and we're talking about investment, you know, I have some background in that kind of stuff, I'd be so happy if I got like 30%, 40% return. What about if you got like 50% return on your money or your effort? I'd be like super excited, super happy if I got that kind of return. The return he's talking about is not 10%, 50%, 
100%, it's 30, 60, 100 fold, 3,000, 6,000, 10,000% return. I want to tell you, this kind of return can't happen from you and me. It can't. This return is supernatural. This return cannot happen through our effort. No matter how, how much we burn the candle at both ends, no matter how much we stay up, no matter how hard we work, no matter how much energy we pour in, no matter how hard we try, no matter how hard we try to get ourselves to do more, we will never have this kind of return. Never. We can't have this kind of return because this return is supernatural, not natural. This kind of return only happens with God. This happens only when he's doing it and we're not doing it. This return only happens when you yield your day to the Lord. This is how you can seize today is to say, Lord, you need to do today, not me. These are the things, instead of thinking, these are the things I need to do today. No. Lord, these are the things you need to do today. We need to shift our mindset so we can experience this kind of return. This is what I want in my life. This is the kind of return I want on my investment, on my hours, on my energy, on my effort. This is what I want to see. I want to see 3,000, 6,000, 10, can you imagine? 10,000% return. Every hour that you put in, you get 10,000% return. Wow. This only happens when God is doing the pulling. It doesn't happen when we're doing the pulling. It doesn't come to happen if our own effort and our own discipline and our own trying. In fact, when you look at that, we think we're trying to get ahead, but really we're falling behind. Let me say that again. You know, when we go on our day and we try to get started on our day, we bypass the stop when we connect with the Lord. We think we're getting ahead, but we're really falling behind. If being with the Lord produces this kind of return, then when we're not connected with the Lord, what kind of return are we getting? I feel like we're going to get a negative return. It's a negative return. It's not even a positive return. We're getting a negative return. We're getting less and less able. We're feeling less and less capable. We're feeling more and more anxious. We're feeling more and more stressed. We have less of the fruit of the Spirit. We have less of those things. So the return is not even positive. It's negative. We have to see the reality of what's happening. We need to get plugged into God. And we need more. So wherever you are, whatever you're starting with, start with that. If you're starting from zero, start with 15 minutes. Devote your 50 and guard it and protect it. Okay, reschedule it. Whatever you need to do, whatever needs to happen, guard that time. Okay, wherever you're starting, start with that and grow it. That's my encouragement. Okay, so for me, I started this habit, you know, six years ago. Every day I was reading through the Bible. So I'd read through the Bible and then I would journal and I'd pray, right? And it would take me about 30 minutes, okay, to do that. So 30 minutes every day. Then I started walking and talking with God, right? And I've shared a lot about my prayer walks about that's kind of the primary way that I really connect with God is I go and I do a prayer walk and I just walk and talk with God. No agenda. I just spend time with him. Whatever he wants to talk about, whatever he wants to do, that's what I just listen to and I receive it. So I started adding that to my time. So I have my time in the morning in 30 minutes and then I go walk. And so in the beginning, I would walk 15 minutes and then I would go 30 minutes. And then I'd go an hour, 
Sometimes I go two hours. Sometimes I go three hours. And you're like, what are you talking about? Don't you have anything else to do? Like, how can you go walk and talk with God for three hours? Because when I did, God multiplied my time. I did more in the rest of the day than I did if I used the whole day for myself and trying to get those things done. In fact, I did not just as much. I did more. I did more. My capacity grew bigger. You know, they have this thing called, you know, heard of it? It's called boundaries. Have you ever heard boundaries, right? Where they say you need to have boundaries, right? You need to watch your limits and you need to learn to say no. And I believe in that. You know, we're finite. We're not infinite. We have boundaries. We need to keep our boundaries, right? But a strange thing happened to me as I started doing this. As I started increasing my time with the Lord, something strange happened is that my boundary line started moving, right? And I noticed it because when I was at my previous church, uh, I remember the, my mentor, the senior pastor, he was talking to me one day. He's like, uh, Sam, you seem to be saying, like, yes to a lot of things. Like, you got a lot on your plate, like, are you sure that's okay? Are, he's just watching after me, right? He's like concerned for me. He's like, are you sure you're all right? This, you're kind of taking on a lot right now. And then it kind of took me back a little bit, and I just felt like, whoa, am I taking on too much? Have I like crossed over my boundary line and like I'm going to get burnt out now? Like should I pare back? Should I like say no to some things or should I get rid of some things? But to be honest with you, I was thinking it doesn't feel like too much. And that's when I started noticing is, because we all have this sense like when we're pushing the limit, right? We kind of know when we're just at our limit, right? And I just had this intuitive sense always where my boundary line was. And then I just felt like, okay, I'm going to go up close to it, but don't red line. Don't go past it. You're going to burn out, right? And so I try to protect myself, right? But what was really strange is that as this was going on, my capacity was not the same my boundary line started moving. And it's continued to keep moving. And I don't know where it is. I don't think it stopped moving. I have continued to have greater and greater and greater capacity. Where does that come from? It's come from practicing this. The more time I spend connecting with God, the more time I spend in intimacy and connection with him, the more I get done. And the more I get done because he's doing it and not I'm doing it. And the reason I can do uh, even be here at this church, you know, because I have another full-time job. You don't know, right? Like, how can I do this, pastoring here, and then do another full-time job? And then I have another project that I'm doing too, a third one. How can I do all that? How can I do all that and spend all this time with God? How can I spend like two hours with him or three hours with him throughout the day? Like, you might think, wow, he's so spiritual. No, I'm not. I've just learned the secret. The more I can spend with God, the more he takes on. The more he takes on, the more he can do. 30, 60, 100 fold. We need more of that. I want more of that. You know, this is what we need. And where does it start? It starts with seizing the day. Learn to count your days. Learn to say that every day is precious. Let me put the first thing first, the most productive thing first, the most life-giving thing first. Start with that and try to grow it. Wherever you are, try to grow it. 
Okay, so as, as things started opening up more, I started getting more and more busy. I started feeling the pressure of like eating into my time. And so um, I would have to break it up, right? So I would do my time in the morning. I couldn't do that much time un 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 uninterrupted. So I'd have that time as much as I could do, and then I would do it again. At lunchtime, I would go walk again. Go talk with God. At nighttime, I would go again. I would do it two times, three times, because I couldn't do all in one shot, so I had to break it up. Every moment, I just spent, I need to go walk and talk with God. I need to go be with him. Because I've learned the secret that when he's with you, life is better and life is easier. And life is more abundant and life is more fruitful. The more you can do, the better. That's my encouragement for all of us. And when we do that, we're going to experience all things new. You're going to have a new experience and a new life. It's not limited by you or limited by other things or limited by time or anything. And this is what I feel like the Lord wants for us. Why don't we pray? So, Father, we're thankful that you're not limited like us. We're so thankful that you're not bound by time. You're outside of time that you can do so much more than we can. And so I pray that you'd give us the grace and the reminders and the encouragement and the strength to do that every day, to start connecting, to start connecting with you so that we can start experiencing that increase in our own life, that we can seize the day. We can not wait any longer for things, that we can hear from you and respond to you and move forward for what you have for our life. You pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.